0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Dear Christian friends, as we enter the month of November each year, we begin to see a distinct shift in the appointed Scripture lessons. As believers in the eternal life that our Heavenly Father has prepared for us through Jesus Christ, we always try to remember that it is toward the end that we look, not toward this life. And these lessons, as we see them shift during November toward things of the future, toward toward things of eternity, we remember that this destiny is fully ours and yet not fully realized. As the church year winds down each November before beginning anew again in Advent, we are confronted with these readings that speak of the end times and the things that will be ours forever. Certainly this is true of the appointed lessons for this All Saints Day that we observe this morning. The reading from chapter 7 of the Apocalypse to St. John gives us a vision of the praise and the honor and the power that we will all witness when we are placed finally before the glorious throne of our God. St. John also provides a glimpse of the heavenly realm in today's epistle lesson. He assures us that we are indeed beloved children of God. And while not everything that we experience in heaven or will experience in heaven has yet been revealed to us, John tells us that we will become very much like our Savior. We will be made pure through faith and through the confidence that we have in our salvation. It is upon our gospel lesson this morning, though, that I'd like to direct our attention. These opening verses of St. Matthew's record of the Sermon on the Mount, those statements of blessedness that have commonly become known as the Beatitudes, these also speak of promises realized and promises yet to come. Jesus speaks no less than three times here of the kingdom of heaven or of the rewards of heaven. And in each case, he speaks in the present tense. That is, in each of these statements, he tells those who are poor in spirit or persecuted on account of righteousness or insulted on account of Christ that the kingdom of heaven and its great rewards are already theirs. But Jesus has some other promises too. Promises of blessings with a future reality. That mourners will receive comfort. That the meek will inherit the earth. That those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. That the merciful will be shown mercy. That the pure in heart will see God. That peacemakers will be called the sons of God. There you have it then. Promises of current blessings and promises of Future blessings, straight from the words of our blessed Savior, for all the saints on this All Saints' Day. It sounds wonderful. It sounds glorious. There's only one problem. Those blesseds which Jesus lists in the Beatitudes, and He gives us nine here altogether, they don't describe us very well, do they? Sure. We might have a tenuous connection to them when we enter this sacred place each Sunday morning and largely behave ourselves for an hour or two. And certainly, in the living out of our lives, there are times where we might hit on a couple of them during the course of our daily activities. We might back away from a confrontation with some degree of meekness, or we might mediate a temporary peace between a couple of conflicted colleagues or family members. But on a day in, day out basis, we not only have to admit our inability to be blessed by being a blessing to others, we must also confess that oftentimes we don't even try. Deep down, these attributes or behaviors are not only completely beyond our capabilities, they're also fully foreign to our inclinations. Poor in spirit, Well, we're certainly spiritually bankrupt, that much is true. Our spirits are full, but of what exactly? If anything, we like to think that our spirituality is full and rich. We come to church, we read our Bibles, we pray. Our spirits seem full enough to us, at least in comparison to many of those around us. But do we pour our spirits out? Do we empty ourselves of the corruption which poisons our spirits each and every day, laying its filth before the mercy seat of God? Or do we maintain a degree of pride in our spirits, pointing to our religiosity as evidence of our worthiness to inherit the kingdom of heaven? Mourn? Yes, we do mourn. Even on days such as All Saints, For we should remember in joy and thanksgiving those who have departed in the faith before us. We sometimes mourn as those without hope instead. And so often our mourning is focused on ourselves. We lament and we wallow in the absence of our loved ones and grumble about how that might affect us more than we rejoice in the salvation that Christ had granted to them and has granted to us. Meek? No, we're not meek. Not really. We're alternately wimpy and obnoxious, backing away in fear rather than humility when we're unsure of victory, and pressing every advantage to drive others into the ground when we sense that we can get away with it. That's not meekness. That's passive aggressiveness. We hunger and we thirst, but it's not for righteousness, and it's usually not even for just earthly food and drink. We all have our cravings, And we pour our energy, our resources, our time, and our affection into them. We want thinner thighs and fatter financial portfolios. We want clothes with the right labels and cars with the right hood ornaments. Our pursuits of these things shortchange our time with our families. But it's worse than that. Our time pursuing these other gods blocks out our time seeking and serving the one true God. I could go on and on and in great detail, but I think you get the point. We know how to be charitable without being merciful, Mm. pious without being pure in heart, and compromisers without being peacemakers. Few of us have known true persecution on account of our faith in Christ, and most of us are much more willing to loudly defend our political views and candidates with half-lies and innuendos, than we are to give a clear and uncompromising witness to the unfailing truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Repent, O pastor, and repent, O people. For we are not only people of unclean lips, but of unclean minds and bodies as well. Each and every one of us has no standing to consider ourselves among the blessed ones, which Jesus speaks about on the mountainside. And even less reason to expect or to deserve it. In fact, if you continue on in reading the Sermon on the Mount, reading or hearing those statements which Jesus makes about anger and insults and lust and divorce and honesty and generosity and prayer and all the rest, it would be enough to drive you to complete despair. And well, it should. None of us can hope to achieve the standards of perfect righteousness and behavior that Jesus says here would be necessary to achieve the kingdom of heaven. How then can we rejoice and be glad over our great reward in heaven, a reward promised to the faithful when we realize our deep and utter failures? Fear not, dear saints. For in the Beatitudes, your Lord and Savior is not reading you your job description as Christians. He is reciting for you His resume as the Christ. Each of those nine blesseds which He gives here in Matthew's Gospel account is not an expectation that you must fulfill to be perfect. It's an inherent attribute of the perfection that He is. Look through that list again and marvel in wonder at His being and His work. He who possessed the kingdom of heaven and all of the power and the holiness and the glory within it made himself so poor in spirit that he took on the totality of human sin. He of whom Isaiah spoke, comfort, comfort, my people, mourned over Jerusalem, and he sought to gather it under his wings like little lost hatchlings. He who not only possessed the earth, but was there when its dimensions were laid out, And commanded the seas to remain in their boundaries. He remained quiet and meek as evil men spat upon him and struck him with cords and fists and pressed thorns into his flesh. Jesus hungered and thirsted for righteousness, not for his own sake, but for yours, for he came filled with pure and holy righteousness, more than enough to satisfy our desperate needs for it. Though not shown mercy, or even respect by the creatures he came to redeem, Jesus brought the mercy of the Heavenly Father to all mankind. With a pure heart, he took on the ravages of God's holy wrath for the punishment of sins. He took these upon himself so that we might see God in him. He was called son of Joseph by the ignorant and son of Beelzebul by the proud. But this only begotten Son of God became the peacemaker that reconciled you, the rebellious offspring, to His heavenly Father through His own atoning death. And who was ever more persecuted on account of righteousness, more insulted because of His testimony, or more unjustly and falsely accused of evil? Blessed are you because He was accursed. As we gather together in worship on this All Saints Day, Bear in mind that it is just that, All Saints Day, not past Saints Day, not departed Saints Day. It is a day which we celebrate the unity that we all have together as saints in Christ Jesus. We are joined as one in the faith with all those who have trusted, do trust, or will ever trust in the salvation prepared for us through Christ Jesus. We are all saints through Him whose death has made us saints. Jesus Christ, our Lord. So rejoice and be glad indeed, for your reward is great in the kingdom of heaven. But not only that. Rejoice and be glad also in the knowledge that your reward is certain. Christ has fulfilled all that is necessary on your behalf, and His death and resurrection are your assurance that God will give you every promised blessing. He alone can fill your poor spirit, comfort your mourning, strengthen you enough to be meek, and satisfy your hunger and thirst for righteousness. Showing you every mercy, He purifies your heart and makes you His sons and daughters, full of the righteousness of the Kingdom of Heaven. May God grant it to all the saints for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Join me now in singing the words of the final stanza of hymn 503, a verse which conveys the hope and the joy of the promises which our God makes to us and fulfills to us as His faithful saints.